0: to How's Your E-Presence on Business Radio X. This show was produced by ePresence, and I am Mark Galvin, the founder and CEO of that firm. We are coming to you live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. So this show you we've talked about this show a few times and i'm not going to go into as much detail as i have in the past because you probably know what we're doing here we talk about social media and how does how does social media help you in your business how can you use Social media to make you some extra money? How can you use social media to reach a larger audience or reach your more, some new clients or or customers out there? So that's what we talk about here. Always trying to figure out how we can do it a little better than we are today. It is so important because you know what? Social media helps you stay relevant. It helps you stay in touch with people, helps you influence folks to buy from you. So that's what we do here on How's Your ePresence. Now, our company, ePresence. That's what we do for a living. We help people get online and stay online. We help companies and individuals get on their social media accounts and stay active so that they can continue to uh, influence people to buy from them. We've added a company social media channel for ePresence, so we've always focused on the personal social media side. But if you're an organization that would like for us to help you get active on social media, we can do that. Restaurants and and retail and lawyers. I met with a lawyer this morning. He wanted to get active on his social media, get his firm active, and we can help you with that sort of thing. And that's because what do we do here on social media? We want to help you connect with people because people do business with people, and people interact online with people. So Get your company account active, get your personal account active, because that's where you're going to connect with your audience. So um, if you are interested, you'd like to throw a question at us today, you can reach me on any of my social media handle, and it's easy as this. I have one handle. It's ePresence. M for Mark, G for Galvin, E presents M G. It's the same everywhere. LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, you name it. That's where you can find me. Send me a question during the show today. I'll be happy to answer that. And if there, if you, if it comes in later or or maybe I don't get to it, I'll answer those questions in the next show. So. We always bring an important guest in to join us to, to really boost the conversation about social media. So uh, this month, we have a wonderful guest in Diana Murphy. Diana, welcome.
1: Oh, it's so great to be here. We're uh, having too much fun, we, we and ha- we haven't even started. <laughs> we, we, have ha- we are
0: having a great time. And as a matter of fact, Diana has her own podcast. But you got let's talk about your company first, and we'll talk yeah. about the podcast. No worries. So your organization is Diana Murphy Coaching. Yes. And what do you do?
1: I love helping overwhelmed entrepreneurs and CEOs um, really learn to love their businesses again. We all love them when we grow them, but then they begin to start happening to us in terms of busyness (laughs) and overwhelm, and they start eroding some of the important places in our lives, like our relationships at home, our health, as well as that, that that in turn can affect the business. How we're showing up with our family can also affect then how we're showing up with our team. So right. it's just such a big loop and I know all entrepreneurs want to be really successful. Right. And taking care of their lives in a really vibrant way mm-hmm. absolutely helps the business too. Yeah. Not only absolutely. the person.
0: You know, there's something that came up this week. I'm in a business networking group and we have presentations every week in our in this group. And the um who was it? It was the mortgage lender got up to talk this week. And she said something I thought was interesting. She said not, having a low credit score isn't just indicative of somebody not having money. She said she has a lot of very wealthy clients that don't pay their bills because their life
1: is so hectic, they don't get around
0: to paying bills. And it kind of speaks to what you're talking about. There's a lot more going on out there than just our business.
1: When we grow fast or going through growth spurts or have really attained the goals that we set out, a lot of times our business starts feeling like it's happening to us.
0: Oh my goodness! Yeah, and
1: getting <laughs>
0: right there. a handle
1: on that, and that takes a new entrepreneur. It takes growth, and that isn't comfortable or natural. There may be some new skills they need to learn, but wow. the mindset shifts, the way they need to think about their dis- business might be really different, and that's where I can help them.
0: That's brilliant. Yeah. So you have a podcast, and I can you know you yeah. can tell folks that she's used to the microphone in front of her. She's already comfortable. She's not disjointed, and she's not looking at it. me with big eyes like,
1: "What are I we love doing?" It. Share
0: with me a little bit about your
1: podcast. Okay, so I created a podcast about, oh, my first episode was two years ago this February, and it was weight loss for CEOs. I was focused mostly on the health aspect, and I produced 77 episodes. I loved what it taught me, So, and I also loved just coming to my audience in that way.
0: Right, and you communicate so well, and you and I connected through a... Through somebody in my business networking friend, yeah, Yeah, he connected us, and and we had a great time talking. We solved a lot of very important crises on that phone, that phone call that day. So I love the dynamic that you bring. I love the the knowledge that you bring to the table. So it was in that call; it was natural. I said, "Oh my gosh, you've got to be, you got to come on my show." So. Thanks for joining me today. I do appreciate that. We're going to do a few things. We're going to talk about social media a little bit, if you're okay with that. And there's a few things that I want to talk about. What's going on with social media? Some interesting topics. Then we're going to come to talk to you, and we'll we'll get into some of those questions. And you and I have some. Uh, you've given me the okay to ask you some tough <laughs> questions, and so I picked up the hardest ones to come <laughs> at you with. But here's what I want to here's what I want to talk about when it comes to social media today, and that is there's something going on called LinkedIn automation. LinkedIn automation is not a button you'll find on LinkedIn, so don't go into your LinkedIn, going on your browser or on your phone looking for, where's the LinkedIn automation button? There's not one. This is where third party groups will hmm, help, look to help people by going on to LinkedIn for them and soliciting their connections by sending LinkedIn messages, uh, LinkedIn messaging, uh, direct messages. Uh, LinkedIn Messenger may be a good way to look at that, maybe the term that that LinkedIn uses, as a matter of fact. So you've seen this. And I think, Diana, you told me this has happened to you. Somebody sent you- a lot of cold
1: connects, cold asks, and immediate requests for, oh, do you want to get on my calendar?
0: Right, and there's, but when you hit somebody on LinkedIn Messenger, and you and I, you and I have traded messages yeah. through LinkedIn, as a matter yeah. of fact. We did that. When we do this, typically it's sort of like, hmm, it's kind of like texting. Yeah. We're texting back and forth. I can share a file with you. I can share, you know, in fact, I, I gave you a couple of banner ideas for your LinkedIn yeah. profile right through through LinkedIn messaging. And that's what it's for. But there are systems where I can ask someone to send oh, a hundred different messages, and the and it's a program, and it just simply goes on, lays on top of my LinkedIn profile, and I tell it, go to my connections and just send out these messages. This is great if you have, say, five, six, seven, 20, 30,000 connections, by the way, you can only have 30,000 connections on LinkedIn, that's the max, and you can send these messages out to everyone, and the, and as long as you're doing it through the interface, LinkedIn doesn't have a problem with it because they think, It's a real person typing that message. So here's the problem. It is going to dilute the value of that service to you and me because how many times will we get a message that shows up in our LinkedIn Messenger and we're just ignoring it? And if I start ignoring it, Diana, when you send your very important message to me, I'm not going to see it. So I do not encourage And this is something that some of you may be, thinking about, and it does uh, violate the terms of service for LinkedIn. These companies, when they're found, are shut down by LinkedIn because they are it's in violation. But I recommend that you don't do this type of work. Don't hire someone to do this. It may look af- like it's effective, but I think it, it really devalues what we're on LinkedIn for. What are your thoughts?
1: Well, when you started talking about it, I thought, yeah, that's how the phone has gotten. Oh, like that's exactly we're right. Avoiding yes. a phone call, and then I miss the guy that's delivering something to me because he's not in my contacts. Right. But I'm avoiding it because I've gotten so much spam. Right. So I think it, it like that's the dilution right. part.
0: Now, there, there's value here, though. I can see, as a business owner, goodness gracious, I can send a direct message to 5,000 people and say, hey, you should call yeah. me for your social media support. But it, I think it hurts me long-term. I think it hurts my brand long-term. Do you think that that's what's I happening? I have
1: had so many reactions to this. Um, I am getting angry now when I get them. I'm realizing that's not helpful to right. me. <laughs> right. But I just am like looking at it like, oh, okay, I'll connect with this person and then immediately get a calendar invite or right. like a really cold message. And I'm like, how successful must you be mm-hmm. that you have the time to do this and think that I'm like we're not going to develop a relationship before we even get on the phone like that just doesn't it's turn off instead of having any attraction now if somebody sends Mm -hmm. me some content or like I don't really mind that that cold reach but just oh hey this is something I developed if I'm not interested in it I'm like good for them but and if I love it I'll click it but that quick answer you know that oh you must want to get on the phone with me because we just I can make you a million dollars like the promises are also really (laughs) unrealistic exactly there is something
0: that is important to note here and that is if someone sends me a connection request and I accept it and they send me a note say this is what I do this is how I do it is that something that you're interested in talking about
1: I don't have a problem with that me either I'm okay with that
0: but don't keep doing it don't show up in my feed in my in my LinkedIn messaging app five six seven times asking the same question. And when I get and the first question I get the first comment is fine. I may say no, I'm not interested, or I may not even get to it. And when I get the second and the third, I I disconnect from them. I, yeah. I don't want I no longer want to be connected to it because I don't want you to continue to fill up my LinkedIn messaging app. Yeah. So. Good. I think we beat that. To this. Any, any I have thoughts? a question. Yeah. yeah.
1: If you've connected with someone that you think might be a great authentic connection, but then you kind of find out it's spammy or you're not feeling great about it, is it? Sure. Is there any harm? Is it worth my time to get rid of some of those contacts or just depends. let it be?
0: And, and I always, I, there, I'm, I'm kind of like a lawyer in this case. I, it depends on your mission if that person's connections can help you you may want to stay connected to them okay. if you if if you feel like that person's going to harm your impression of linkedin then i would yeah, get, rid of, get them, rid of it right you i would think i would come up with a plan because it's going to happen more and more often mm-hmm. so as those people come in determine what you want to do now i i tell you what i have started to do is i've started i have started to disconnect from them mm-hmm. because it was starting to irritate me so much, and they yeah. started to live rent-free in my head. And so Yeah, I love that. that I, yeah, that's yeah. It. So I just, I said, you know what, I'm, I don't want you showing up on my feed, so that was my choice. And I've got a ton of connections already, so it, it doesn't really help me to build those yeah. connections at that point.
1: And I think we learn how we react to a cold reach-out, then right. we need to remember when we're reaching out, what we didn't like yeah, and, and what we like. Yeah, and I'm hyper to that. And it's just such a that. beautiful way to, it's like, how do I link, you know, connect with people? Mm-hmm. And I'm answering some what my own question, but I think it's really, we do learn by how we react to others that reach out to us. Like, how do we like people to, you know, respond to us or connect with us?
0: It's normal. That's yeah. that's the way we, that's why we live our lives. Mm-hmm. And, and how you and I, so I'm going to take, I take cues from you as we've talked on the phone. If you were really quiet on the phone, I'm, I'm not going to share as much because yeah. you obviously don't want to have as much of a two-way exchange. Or maybe if you do, you'll ask more questions. And so yeah. we, we look for those cues. Yeah. Same thing online. Let's, yeah. We've got to be very aware of how we, can, how we communicate with people online. And that's a big deal today. I, I think that there's yeah, the Penn State quarterback. This is a bit of a sidebar. But okay. The Penn State quarterback has had death threats Within the last couple of weeks because that lost, they lost, the team lost on him. The team lost to Minnesota, who was undefeated at the time. And, uh, but that's another story. Very interesting conversation there. But, so he's getting death threats on his social media, so he deleted his social media. Good for him. I don't blame him. I think that that's smart because it's gonna, it was getting in yeah. his head. Why are we yeah. sending death threats to people yeah. on yeah. social media? About
1: a football game. <laughs> I'm I'm really passionate about my sports. Me too. So I get it. But come on. Yeah. Even
0: if you're upset with a quarterback because he throws four interceptions as the Georgia quarterback did against South Carolina, you know, that was upsetting. But it doesn't mean I'm going to send him a death threat, yeah. right? I could be upset about his play that day. But I also need to look back at me. Am I perfect? Do I always have a perfect day? Some days I don't. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we have to be we have to be smarter about what we share on social media. What we, if we're critical of someone, are we going to be critical to, uh, about them in the pu- in public? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's not how that's, this is the public square. It's the public arena. We should not do that. Okay, one more question about social media: How much posting is too much posting on LinkedIn? So should I post fifteen times a month? Should I post once a day? Should I post twice a day? Maybe I should only post once. A month what's the right ratio and uh, and I'm curious what do you think for you Diana what's what's the right ratio for you
1: well I've just recently decided to only play and um, take part um, on LinkedIn because I know that my ideal clients are not they don't have time for the other social media who is
0: your ideal client so
1: my ideal client is that business owner that entrepreneur CEO or an executive that is working. Okay. a lot of hours
0: gotcha and
1: yeah. they that is not where they're living or growing their business some might be but very few are investing their time promoting their business their their noses are in their business right but they know for their professional growth and to make connections because they you know there's a percentage of their time that they are knowing that they need to bring in new business they are lifting their head up and i feel like that is the place where
0: when they lift I'm, their head up, i'm meeting them. that's where they're yeah. going to do it sure yeah yeah yeah. So you've decided to invest in LinkedIn. Your audience is there. How often are you so trying to communicate? To
1: right them? now I am I write twice a week on my to my own list mm-hmm. and I just decided to start um, putting those on LinkedIn.
0: And you're putting those on LinkedIn Publisher.
1: Yes. Yes. And that's
0: working well for you. I've seen yes. your posts. Yes, They're I'm getting yeah, over
1: ten clicks and I'm you know, engaging in a little bit of conversation, not a lot yet. Great but, word, by yeah. the way.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, the clicks are Oh, engagement. you like the clicks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Engagement. Okay, good. Engagement. <laughs> I good. like that. So yeah. the
1: likes and not as many comments yet, but I'm looking at, like, who likes to connect there and maybe thinking of doing more questions. I've been doing inspirational quotes on the other days and now getting to a point of intentionally sharing an article that gets my attention. So but I have not gotten, you know, real regular with that yet.
0: So, uh, folks, here's what you should do. Look up Diana Murphy coaching that's her linkedin url if you don't know what that how to pull up a linkedin url go linkedin.com slash in slash diana murphy coaching that's the handle for everybody has a handle on linkedin some of you have randomized numbers on yours you can control that that's a whole nother episode but go to linkedin linkedin.com slash in slash diana murphy coaching and you'll get to diana's um LinkedIn profile. And from there, you can see the articles that she's posted. So just page down on her profile. And when you get down about midway, you'll see a tile that will say activity. Left side will show her articles. The right side will show her activity. Check out her articles. That's what she's talking about. This is what's interesting. You're using LinkedIn publisher. And I don't tell anybody. I hate LinkedIn publisher. Why? It doesn't work for me. So you and I need to talk, because you're okay. getting engagement. The engagement on LinkedIn, at, at either likes, getting yeah. likes is engagement. And in fact, LinkedIn sees comments and likes as the same.
1: Yeah, it I love doesn't, that.
0: It doesn't distinguish the difference between the two. And when they're liking, you're... Your uh, LinkedIn publisher article—it's pushing to their feed, so it'll show up in their feed, and that's why you're getting more engagement because now you're reaching a larger audience. For anyone out there, you've got this—is this is extremely important. You need people to like or comment on your posts because you'll then get your post or your article in this case pushed to their feed, and that grows impressions and hopefully engagement. Um, LinkedIn is very organic, which means that you can reach a lot of people through just posting something that is interesting versus some of the other social media outlets to reach a lot of people, you have to pay for it. So in LinkedIn, post something interesting, and Diana, you're doing that, you're reaching a larger audience folks if you see something you like like Diana's posts like my posts please like Michael Salmon's posts over yeah. here from <laughs> you know cuz he posts a lot for Business Radio X you're going to help the people that you care about reach a larger audience and you're and it's just like it's sort of like giving um it's like giving a tip it's like yeah. a gratuity hey i yeah. like this let me let me help you a little bit that's what you're doing there so you're doing well in that space i want people to check out your linkedin articles because you're doing a great you're doing great work there all right i got questions people want answers so i will tell you all the questions that i asked were approved in advance she just doesn't know i'm going to ask which one all right so um you you made a comment this is not a question it's more of a comment you said you love to show up authentically how is that done in an environment like linkedin that's brilliant i could not skip over this one so how do you show up authentically online what do you think so would you think you should do it
1: I think even the decision to post my articles that were just for my followers or my list sure and getting ooh maybe everyone would like to hear from that it's a bravery step of showing something that I felt was a little more personal with my only my followers that have chosen to be on my list and it was really a test in the last three weeks of deciding okay they need to hear this let's see what they you know if it's liked or engaged with or if that you know that's some of the content they want to hear
0: so wait a minute did you just tell me that when you're sharing something online it's it you're vulnerable (laughs) yeah isn't that interesting why is it why does it
1: with the way i write like the way I write I on Fridays I write more personally and Tuesdays I teach a little bit or teach a coaching concept you'll always hear stories from me so it gives you a context but on Fridays I lay it out like what might be going on for me it might be a celebration but it's, it's much more personal it's personal so, yeah
0: so this is an interesting thing and it just occurred to me as we were talking and that is if you're posting something professional mm-hmm. let's let's make sure we throw that adjective in there if you're posting something professional and it shows your vulnerability that's one great way to be authentic right
1: Uh huh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was way too authentic. <laughs> but that is
0: that is really good. So, uh, if, if you have something that happens in your life and it is and it is professional, and I think that that's an yeah. important piece. You know, I'm not I'm not asking you to to say you got an argument with your significant other uh, today, unless there's a professional segue there. But it is probably good to say, okay, here's something where I've made a mistake. In fact, one of the questions I want to ask you that we'll get to, hopefully we'll have time is the, hey, where have you screwed up in business and what have yeah. you learned from? And that's a vulnerable yeah. question, but it's also authentic. Yeah. So that's one way. Here's another way you can be authentic. I call it social media gifting. Give away something on social media for your audience. Yeah. Not about you. If you're on your social media and you're constantly saying, look at me, look at me. Here's here's Mark at the top of Stone Mountain. Here's Mark at the top of the Peachtree. Well, it's no longer called the Peachtree Plaza, is it? No, maybe it is. Um, here's Mark at CNN Center. Yeah. Okay, boring. Yawn. I don't care where yeah. Mark is, but let's say I did all that, and I did that with clients or, or people, and I could I could show a picture at the top of Stone Mountain. and I did a hike. This would be something I could yeah. see you doing. Saying oh, you get a you get a client, and you say, okay, we need to get some exercise. Well, how? Well, why don't we climb Stone Mountain, and we'll go through the process. And you could yeah. I could see you getting to the top and pulling out your. I you coach know, flip them all chart, the way up. By the way, you <laughs> know, fl- flip them, You know, flip <laughs> chart to the top of Stone Mountain, or, but. Uh-huh. But whatever the case is, you could take a picture and you could say, here I am with my client, Mark Galvin, at the top of Stone Mountain. And we discovered this today and and yeah. using that and really showing how and, and highlighting me and my company. Yeah. And that's good because now I'm reaching your audience and it's a smart way to do it. Another one is you have a client that wins an award. And they're yeah. okay with recognition. Yeah, you could say, "Congratulations, Mark Galvin, just won this award." Uh, those are great ways to be authentic and sharing content about your audience or your your clients. The other thing is is social media curating is a great way to do this. If, um, as a matter of fact, I met with a lawyer today and he does not want to. He does not want to turn up his volume so loud that he looks obnoxious because he feels like too many people in his space do that. So one of the things that he's important that's important to him is the way he relates to his clients, that he take that he cares about them and he wants to take good care of them. Brilliant. Yeah. I said, you know what, here's an example. Go to Harvard Business Review. Find an article in Harvard Business Review that talks about how you relate to your customers in a personal way. Grab that article, post it on your LinkedIn feed, but share something here. Share why share that something. Why is that article important to him? Yeah. And say something. This is important because it yields this, this, and this. I thought it would be valuable for you guys to see. Don't just post the article and just walk away. Those are simple ways to be mm-hmm. authentic, and people appreciate that. Uh, they don't appreciate just articles, but why is that important? I saw, I was talking about that Penn State guy, the yeah. quarterback. I posted that on my LinkedIn feed when I saw that he deleted his social media because of the death threats. And I, and I have a personal thing there. I've got kids that are yeah. that age, and my kids would be demolished yeah. if someone landed on their social media and say, I'm going to kill you. I can't imagine how yeah. he took that. So that, that's an example of something you can do that comes from the heart. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast forward here because of time. So. Da, 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 da. my favorite one of my favorite questions to ask important great business leaders like yourself is what's your biggest business fear or oh. where is your biggest business fail and what have you learned from that so what's your fear you know maybe it's the fear side I'm afraid of this how do you handle it or I had a I had a colossal fail here and here's how I overcame that
1: okay so being a solopreneur the fear is always that it's all going to like evaporate. <laughs> right. You're gonna right. wake up so tomorrow. We'll and just get that over with. That's like the normal one. I, I you know, we I uh, sleep well at night. Yeah. But um yeah, it's like you feel like one air or one client leaves or something right. happens, and you think it's just all going to evaporate. Or so that's the fear. Or but,
0: something shows up yeah. on the local yeah. newspaper. That, yeah,
1: yeah, I But my fail, I think that I am a straight A student person and so the fail fast the fail forward that is still like a big part of my learning right now as a business owner but my fail was and we can call it a fail but it was amazing was my podcast Hmm. and i launched it when the it was starting to get very noisy and i was thinking that just by putting it out there just like your business shingle like that and i was doing a lot of promotion of it so i i, I was doing that but right. i really felt like that would be drawing like live you, clients gonna, like it was just going to blow the my doors business are up. open yeah. all are welcome yeah. right. now that was a failure in terms of growing my business financially but boy did i learn some amazing things like having to to show up weekly with a full 30 at the most 30 minutes but 20 minutes work thought out idea and it changed my coaching so if i was i got really good at explaining coaching concepts in the podcast and they were coming from coaching conversations but i would get so good i would want to get it more simplified or have a better Mm -hmm. way then i was realizing i was sharing that quickly in coach conversations because good coaches coach fast they don't need long conversations to coach Someone. Oh, I'd be a bad coach, and and so, oh no, you would. <laughs> I talk too and, much. And, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, it's because you just have to ask questions as okay. a coach. You don't okay. get to talk, <sighs> and that's also why I love the podcast because I got to talk. Oh, sure. Oh, I get <laughs> so that. So I'm a talker. Yeah, but I love the the what it taught me that showing up for my business in a really powerful way, and it was a very high quality. I had a I had good listeners. I the quality of the show was amazing. I'm very proud of it, but it did not create be. the result I wanted. Right. But I just did it too early in my business cycle, and so I'm wow. ready to roll again. Probably in the next six to eight months, I'll be back because I just love it. See, that's really cool. Yeah. All right, I'm looking at the time here. So yeah, sorry. We have three. No, no, no. I'm just. I'm not a the, short answer person. I, <laughs> yeah. So I'm
0: wondering, can I get to this one? What would you tell a new business owner? What would you tell them that they should um, either focus on or avoid?
1: Okay, so I'm a mindset coach. Mm-hmm. They should hire a coach before oh. they do anything.
0: First thing, get a coach.
1: Because if you're it is so okay. challenging to start a business and fear is real and it slows us down, and self-doubt is real and slows us down, and nothing's gone wrong if we feel it. But when we ignore and those feelings go on in the background, we're not growing at the rate that we could. Wow. And if I had been, if I'd really learned earlier or had found the right coach earlier, I know that my business growth would have looked different um, in my early years. That's brilliant. And I think we put it last. That's one of my mantras that it's like, we'll do everything, but invest in ourselves and investing in your own mind and the way that you create your business and stay clean and manage your life is probably the most powerful thing you can do.
0: Well, wow. I agree with that. I did not hire a coach immediately. Yeah. Um, we wait till
1: something's gone wrong. That's not when to hire a coach. You, it is a nice time yeah. to hire a coach, but you do not need to wait until things are falling apart.
0: So here's, I was not, I didn't have a uh, trepidation or fear. My problem mm-hmm. was when I started was I didn't have any trepidation or fear. That was my biggest problem. Yeah, I know. Uh, okay, I, that's
1: I, another show. <laughs> yeah, that's <a> whole other <laughs> I don't want to hear isn't? that one. <laughs> so
0: let everybody know, how can they find you? Where can they find you so, on uh, social and website?
1: Uh, You know, the best way I am old school, email me or message me on LinkedIn because I love personal contact. You're going to need if you're going to hire a coach, you need to know them a little bit. Uh, And so when I meet people in social in you know, connecting and um, when I'm networking, they've met me a few times before they engage further or deeper. And so if you've met me here on the show you know, check out, maybe listen to my podcast. See if you like my voice. Um, See if you like what I show up with. My podcast is, you know, my work has transitioned from just weight loss. That's one of the pillars I work with is health, but you know, I'm really a mindset and life coach. Um, But it's really just email me, Diana at dianamurphycoaching.com. My website is a little shaky because I'm working so hard right now. I'm not worried about making it perfect. Okay. So just reach out, see if you like my articles. Perfect. Sign up for my email list called oh, The Memo.
0: There you go. That's what did you did. Did your do. brain
1: get the memo? Oh, That's very why nice. I called it The Memo.
0: I love that. Well, thank you for being here. Thank I, it's, you. It's always a this pleasure. This fun. I, I love chatting with you, and, and I'd love to, we're going to continue our I conversation. I think there's something more happening. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Absolutely. So let me tell you where you guys can find ePresence. You can find us at ePresence.me That's ePresence.me because it's all about you. Thank you for joining How's Your ePresence today. We broadcast live on the third Thursday at 3 o'clock, uh, or you can catch any of our shows 24-7 by going to businessradiox.com and selecting the Gwinnett Studio and then clicking on How's Your E-Presence on the, the show logo there at the bottom. Also, you can find us on uh, How's Your E-Presence on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever, we're every place, but you can also find us, we just got this set, at HowsYourE-Presence.com, so we grab that URL, and we're now on Amazon's Echo, so you can add us as one of your, uh, whatever they call that, uh, yeah, there's a name for that. I can't remember, but catch me next time. I'll tell you that. But look look for us on Amazon Echo. You can find us there. But also, we want you to listen to us here, of course, right on Business Radio X. For more about ePresence, just a reminder, find us at ePresence.me, ePresence.me, because it's all about you. Until next time, for my guest, Diana Murphy, I'm Mark Galvin, and this has been How's Your ePresence on Business Radio X. <laughs>